Welcome to the Factory of Sadness. My name is Max Steiger, and we are back for another episode. It's been a while. Do you want to remind the viewers who you, my listeners, I mean, who you are? It has been quite a while, Max. I am Josh, your co-host of the Factory of Sadness podcast, and welcome back. Josh, it's been, how long has it even been? Six months, seven months? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with six months. I believe we last recorded in August before heading off to school. That's crazy. And I think we uh, since then. got a bit too busy during school to keep it up, unfortunately. And uh, we're just excited to be back, to be honest. That we are. And it's not as fun, obviously, being over Zoom again doing this. It was a lot of fun recording over the summer in person. I would agree. But we wanted to provide our really loyal listeners with the once in a lifetime experience again of listening to the best podcast in the world truly so once truly once in a lifetime i mean there's there is nothing like the factory of sadness podcast anywhere else to be honest no, no. You, you can't experience it anywhere else that's why it's once in a lifetime experience you are so smart sometimes i wonder how you got gifted such incredible intelligence you know there there's two big reasons one is named John, the other is Darby. Oh, really? Yeah. Intriguing. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're back, so let's get right back into it. Josh and I have been talking a decent amount recently, so we don't really need to catch up. Plus, Josh's life is pretty boring right now. Ouch, that's tough. I am still at home for uh, those at home, so I am uh, not doing much that's exciting as everyone else is back at college for the semester. And I am back at college for this semester now in cold Ann Arbor. It's been consistently 30 and below with 10 mile per hour winds all the time. We hit negative four, I think, with wind chill the other day. So, you know, wow, that's freezing and thriving over here. Yeah. Yeah. It was like really, really cold. Yeah. Yeah. A weird thing is happening right now where the morning is the warmest and then as the day goes on it gets colder and colder so i don't know what's up with that but that doesn't even make sense it makes no sense i think it's the sun is out for whatever reason consistently in the morning and then as the day goes on it just gets cloudier and cloudier and it's just kind of drabby that's interesting Yes, cool. I can tell that yes, I have your full attention your right now. Let's move into sports so that Josh doesn't get too bored. Ouch. I am, for the record, not multitasking with non-sports. I'm making sure that we can very easily view the differences for what is upcoming in our podcast in a minute. Great. Not that that was explained well, but I think you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I understand. All right. Well, let's get into it, Josh. What do we got first? Max, today... Well, this episode in general is going to be a, how do we say this, very football-centered podcast. Um, We are going to be taking a look back at our preseason predictions. That's right, our preseason predictions. We went through every division, ran through down the changes, and made our picks on what was going to happen, Max. You went back through the schedule before the season started, took a look at, at every team's schedule. We looked at the depth chart tried to predict in what order each team was going to finish in each division you got that yes i got that i'm following in in most divisions we were consistent in the other uh extra pieces we did not not every division um but in general we had a biggest question an x factor 
And then in each division, we had an MVP and an X Factor. In addition well, to that, I highlighted some extra just like um, opinions of note that I saw as I was re-listening through our preseason predictions. As everybody who watched the NFL this season knows, this was an unpredictable season pretty much from the start until the end. Uh, so I'm very interested to see which one of us was the smartest. I'm guessing it's me, but you know, could be some I'm shocked that you think it was you. Truly, truly shocked. <laughs> but uh, no, Max, it was, it was interesting. We ended up, um, unfortunately, and as is typical with us, agreeing on a little bit too much. So we'll have to work on that for next time. But yeah, yeah. But in general, we did have some disagreements. It was very interesting to see what we had said. And to be honest, it is a little bit shocking to look back at what everybody felt like preseason compared to what we feel like now. So without further ado, Max, unless you have anything else you'd like to say, let's get into exactly what we're going to be talking about. Let's get into it. All right, Max, I will let you have one decision when it comes to exactly how we're going to do this. Would you like to go by conference or in the exact same order in which we addressed each division going into the year? Let's go the exact same order. Okay, in that case, let us begin with uh, what we both confidently proclaimed as the least relevant division in football. Now, there was no doubt in our minds that this division was going to be absolutely horrible, and Max... That brings us to the NFC East. Do you feel, let's begin with this, that we were correct and that this was the least relevant division in football? Not at all. I mean, you look at the NFC East, they have two playoff teams. One who's the uh, number three seed, I want to say. Number three or number four seed in the Cowboys. I believe they're the four seed. Nope, they are the three seed. I'm, I'm incorrect. They're the three seed. And the Washington football team is one team away from the playoffs. Like they're the first one of the first teams out. Yep. So very surprising that uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys were really able to turn it around. I guess when you think about it, not as surprising with the Cowboys because Dak. But I will tell you, a huge improvement for the Cowboys was their defense. And I think that's what really that is allowed them spot to take on. The next we step. both we both really really keyed in on how horrible the Cowboys defense had been, and it turns out they really were the opposite. That addition of Mike Parsons was a difference maker and they became one of the top defenses in the league i believe yeah micah parsons uh the emergence of trayvon diggs as one of the league's best turnover forcer i was gonna say let's be careful about uh exactly what we say he's the best at because hot take definitely not the best quarterbacks his uh his stats other than interceptions are atrocious it's hilarious (laughs) because he's an all pro because of the or an all a pro bowler because of their interceptions. He's also given up the most r- yards of any quarterback in the league. Yep, yep. So Max, for the listeners, we both agreed a hundred percent on the order for worst to first. So I'm gonna give you these teams. Actually, I'll do it. I'll do it in a way that makes more sense now. The way that we ranked the teams from best to worst in the division preseason, Max. We, consen- we were a consensus agreement on the fact that the Washington football team was going to be the best in the division, followed by the Cowboys, then the Giants, and then the Eagles. We both said preseason, Max, that the Eagles would be lucky to get four wins. Wow. And 
Lo and behold, they are a playoff team. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's quite the difference. And looking back, I don't know what I was thinking with the Washington football team being number one. They we both had did. a lot of moments. Their defense, I think, that was the, similar in how yep. the defense uh, allowed the Cowboys to take, take the next step. The defense is the reason why the football team wasn't able to take the next step between last season and this season. They were one of the top defenses, and they completely dropped off the planet this season. Exactly. They were not a good defense this year. And you can't blame it all on Chase Young, his, uh, his injury either, because he played for a lot of the season, and they were still atrocious with him on the team. Yeah. So, Max, you and I quoted said this will be the this will end up being the worst division in football. <laughs> didn't didn't quite work out that way, Max, but that's okay. It, it definitely is on the lower end based off of win share, but not the worst, not even close. Yep. Let's highlight a couple of the other takes from the NFC East. Um, we both. Or we did for this was the only division we stuck with this for whatever reason. We picked a rookie of the year. I don't know why we didn't do this in any of the other divisions, but we did it just in this Jamin one. Davis. You had Jamin Davis. Did he even play? Yep, yep. I, dude, I could not tell you. I did not hear his name a single time this season. I'm not even kidding. I forgot completely about him until I re-listened to this episode. He was supposed to be so good. Mm-hmm. And so, he uh let's see. Yeah, he played a bunch. He just did nothing. He had one sack the whole season. I wonder what his PFF grade was. Not high. I can promise yeah, you that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, meanwhile, I picked for the rookie of the year, Michael Parsons. So, I, I nailed that one, but wow, I look was... look at you. I know, but I was not as confident um, as I wish I was. I, w- I was like, well, yeah. he's talented. Should he's in Dallas. Yeah, he was talented. He was in Dallas. There, You can't go wrong. So, I got it right, uh, but... Davis is... PFF grade was 43.3, which for anybody who does not know what PFF is, that is a terrible grade. <laughs> Max, uh, last comments on the NFC East before we move on. We picked a divisional MVP, and we both agreed it would be Dak Prescott. In hindsight, pretty good pick. Good pick. Yeah. Our X factors. Max, you took whoever was the Washington football team quarterback. Their play was okay, going to yeah. determine... Uh, was going to be a huge X factor in this division. I didn't really. I can't say you weren't wrong. Yeah. but you weren't really right. It was a. I wouldn't say it was an X factor because Taylor Heineke was very mediocre. Yeah, exactly. Um, and maybe that's why it wasn't an X factor. Really, the X factor for that team was their defense. I would agree. Um, and it, and I had Saquon Barkley, who, <laughs> I think is another one. I was neither wrong nor right. He was still right. injured part of the time. And they had so many issues going on with that offense that it was impossible to solely focus in on him as the problem. Yeah. All right, man. And before we move on from the NFC East, I actually have a bit of insider information, which only our listeners will be privy to. Josh, I know what the Washington football team name is going to be. How? We had a speaker at SBA come and talk to us. He was some guy that doesn't even really work with sports teams but has a little bit of experience no and casually way. in the middle of his speech he said do you guys want to know what the washington football team name is going to be no way this, okay so for a little bit of context for our non-sports fans washington football team the name was changed from the redskins because it was perceived as racist they are are announcing a complete redo new name new logo new brand 
on February 2nd. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, go for it. The Washington Admirals. Admirals? The Admirals. That's that's not bad, actually. I would have preferred the Red Wolves. I was a huge fan of that. Really? That would have been sick. I'm kind of indifferent. Admirals is more DC-based, though. Yeah, it definitely is. All right, Max, let's move on to our next most or our next division that we covered which was the AFC South Max preseason you took the or we both agreed again on the Titans in the lead the Colts then followed by the Jaguars and the Texans um I was a little more hesitant on the Titans being better than the Colts than you were you were pretty firm on the Titans being the best and the Colts being second best I gave the Colts a little bit more of a shot in the end we were both correct in the top two divisions or two top two teams in the division and flipped the bottom two. I tell you what, after listening to the podcast, we were very optimistic about this Jaguar season, not in terms of them having success, but them being competitive, winning a few games, being really good on offense and developing their uh, young talent. And uh, needless to say, that didn't really pan out. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, everybody, everybody pretty, pretty much, much across, across the league can place the blame on Urban Meyer, which is such an amazing thing to say. I would say it's I love great it. to not have him be successful in the NFL. And I bet you his, or his football career is over, uh, which is great. Great to hear. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just a very disappointing season. Uh, Trevor Lawrence showed flashes, but he didn't do anything. Yes, I would agree. So it was, it was very interesting. Um, so this was the division where we really started doing a biggest question on each team. And then an X factor still just for the division and an MVP for the division max. Starting from the We're top. We're really good at uh, consistent journalism. Oh, yes, we are. That is our, our, truly our best <laughs> aspect. Max, your biggest question about the Titans to begin with was, will Tannehill continue to perform highly? Spot on. He did. They had success. My biggest question about the Titans was how's their defense going to perform? I was really concerned about whether or not their defense would be good enough for them to win. Turned out that they ended up being a really competent unit, which made a huge difference for them. Yeah, for the really Colts. I mean, oh, go for it. Before, yeah, this team had an extremely impressive season purely based on the fact that they lost their best player for the majority of the season, and they continued to win and beat good, good teams. Yep. Speaking of, I'll give you a little spoiler alert. For our MVPs of this division, we both took Titans players. I took Ryan Tannehill. You took Derrick Henry. And that just really keys on what you had just said. Derrick Henry was the engine of this team, and he went down in what, week six, seven? Something like that. Something, yeah. like that. Something around there, around midseason, I guess, a little bit beforehand, I believe. And yet they continue to win and are the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, really impressive coaching by Variable. Tannehill provided them the consistent play that they needed. With They had wide receiver injuries the whole season as well. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones were never consistently healthy. They had to rely on Nikhil Westbrook, Akine, whatever his name exactly. is. Exactly. So, no, yeah, it was really, really impressive season. It was a very and impressive season. And up as the number one seed. Which is why I think Vrabel should be the coach of the year, but we don't need to get into that yeah. now. Maybe a later episode if we continue to stay on our course uh, the, this year, but, you know, I doubt it. So, we'll see. Um, Max, 
moving on to the Colts, we both had the same biggest question. It was how is Carson Wentz going to play? And what's his health going to be? He was healthy all year, and his play was meh. I I put his... We'll get into this later. I put his play as more than meh. Um, we'll get into that later. Yeah, I, they were... They really had us excited for a while about a Wentz-Colts comeback. Yes, exactly. Um, and they just... They couldn't pull it off in the end. Such a disappointing loss to the Jaguars. Oh, Probably the most embarrassing game of the season, to be honest. Oh, extremely. No question about it. Um, Except for maybe the Jaguars went over the Bills. How did the Jaguars beat such good teams? Uh, who knows? <laughs> because they stink. Um, Wentz was, in fact, our X Factor for this division. We both believed that he was going to be the one that defined their season. Um... I don't think we were necessarily wrong about that. Um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's performance, we both expected him to be good, not as good as he was. We said he'd be a top 10 back. Uh, turns out he was uh, the top back of this year. Um, but we both really were concerned about um, Wentz's play, and I think that played out. Um, moving on, we'll be pretty quick about these, most likely. Um, we asked about the Jaguars. I was really concerned with their offensive line think that came true. And Max, <laughs> this one's awesome. Your biggest question was, will Urban Meyer be a good professional coach? There you go. And he was not. He was not, so they stunk, and uh, that's pretty clear. Um, and then for the Texans, I didn't really have a question. Maybe I agreed with yours, but you were asking, will Davis Mills be successful coming in after Tyrod? And he, and he was. And I got to be honest, he was pretty <laughs> strong. The Texans were a surprisingly competitive team this year for the majority of the season. And they were. And I think uh, we don't have to get into this too much uh, in the interest of time, but the whole NFL, the whole NFL world is pissed about two firings in my mind. One being Brian Flores, who I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, and two being David Cully. Yeah, I was shocked that they only gave him a year. They gave him a year. They're paying him $22 million to coach him for a year. They couldn't even give him a chance with a consistent team. I agree. Like, you can't expect a coach to come in in a bad situation with barely any good players. It's and just stupid. to turn it around. It's just stupid. Yep, I'm with you, Max. All right, you ready to move on? Let's go. All right, Max. NFC South, it is. No surprise here. Um, I don't believe with what we said. I believe... I'll have to check the standings real fast, but I believe we were spot on. You were spot on. I was not quite. So we both agreed that the Bucks would top the division. The Saints were second. And then we flip-flopped who was going to be in the bottom two. You had the Falcons being the third best and the Panthers being the worst. Through five games, I would have been feeling great about my prediction. Yeah. Um, but then the, the Panthers let it all loose. Yeah, they really yeah, did, and they really did. And the Saints also the had Saints a sort of Colts esque season, season, season to me, where they showed flashes they showed a lot of flashes, times. It looked really good for them. Really good for they were them. great with Jameis. Jameis was looking James like a bright, bright quarterback. quarterback. His, injury His injury really, really unfortunate. unfortunate. And then after that, they just couldn't get going consistently. Well, because as we both termed Taysom Hill, he's a great gadget quarterback, but that's all you're going to get. So, exactly, Max. We both had you had the Bucks at 13 wins. Pretty impressive, I'm just going to okay, say. Okay. Um, our biggest question there were, uh, <laughs> um, I didn't have a question. You, of course, said, is this the year that Brady declines? 
Well, it yeah. wasn't. I, I, Shocker. Every season. Um, every, every season. season. Every season. Max, you did say it was going to be if they if it was Goat Brady that returned. You did say like you made a qualifier. If he didn't decline, which you believed he was, which is why you had them, um, which is why you were asking the question. If it was Goat Brady still, you had them at fourteen or more wins. Um, okay. And if it wasn't, okay. they could be nine wins. So you were just, I think you were just emphasizing the point of the difference, but that was the question there. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Moving on, the Saints, um, you had them at eight as a generous win total. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was a little bit more optimistic at their chances of being a playoff contender. Um, I said, um, for biggest questions there, you had, will Sean Payton be on the team after the season? I believe. However, in the middle of your question, you uh, said, will Sean, I mean, shit, you said, will shit Sean Payton, and so I was kind of laughing in the <laughs> middle of your question, so I'm not really sure what you asked. That's what I believe you yes, asked. That, yes, that, that, I'm, I'm looking at my notes now. That is the question that I had. Awesome. And then uh, I asked, what's, what's the state of the Saints? Are they in a rebuilding or a contender? Like, where is their trajectory as a team from this point forward? And I'm not sure we know still. Yeah. So... Yeah, we don't, and it's hard to know without Winston. You know, if you have Winston healthy, he showed that he really could be a quarterback for this team. But Mike Thomas, what happened with him? What's gonna happen with him next season? Don't, I don't ever want to talk about Michael Thomas. He just. Made me angry. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, moving on, Max. We we were very contentious over who were the back two. Not in that we got in a heated argument, but more like we didn't have a clue because it was gonna be bad. Um, you had the Falcons above the Panthers because you believed in the Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts combination. Well, part of that came true, and it actually did look really good until Calvin Ridley unfortunately had to take a break for some mental health reasons. Um, but uh, concerning that team, Max, you asked if the young core is going to push Matt Ryan out. I believe that's still a question. Do you have that any is. updated feelings Nobody... on that? No, I don't, no, and I, I don't, think, and the, I think draft the draft this season, season will completely answer that question, and, and I believe they, they do need to draft a quarterback. Well, you I think have Matt Ryan yeah. he's now in a contract here. I, I, I frankly could see a very similar situation with them as uh, Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. It's the perfect situation yep. for a young quarterback to sit and learn. Yeah, yeah and this is... And this is- one of, One of the, the most, most attractive, attractive receiving cores that you can come into as a young quarterback. That's currently have, open. Yeah. Have, that's currently open, exactly. Currently where, you open, where you have amazing receivers, receivers who are young who are in young Calvin Ridley and Kyle, Ridley Pitts, and Kyle Pitts, let alone the standout receivers of this year that played in Calvin Ridley's absence. Yeah, I would agree. Cordero Patterson as a weapon. Russell Gage was solid. It's interesting. The Panthers, we both were... Hesitant, I was being a little bit more on the betting end of things going well. You were a bit more conservative. The biggest question going into the season, of course, with the Panthers were two things. Number one, is Christian McCaffrey going to finally be healthy? Well, the answer was, unfortunately, no, not really. And then it was Sam Darnold. Who's he going to be? And you were very far out on the Darnold train. I wasn't super optimistic, but I was more optimistic than you were. Um, hence the difference. Yeah, and it really is the difference for that team. He, once again, he played well at the start, and then he started throwing three interceptions a game and scoring me yeah. point two exactly. And it didn't it didn't help me over for a season. Exactly. Well, between between the injuries, 
to the team and the injuries to him, it just didn't, it was not a recipe for success. Yeah. Yeah. It really wasn't. And now it's, I was going to say coaching efforts in question. Yep. And it'll be really interesting to see what they do with him going forward. Definitely will be. Um, Josh, I have it in my notes. I'm looking at my notes so I can help out too. Okay. Uh, I had my MVP as Tom Brady or CMC. CMC obviously didn't play out, but Tom Brady did. So you actually made you made like three clarifications on this one. It was very funny. I actually would highly recommend you going back and listening to this one. It wasn't that you made three clarifications. I like pushed you on it because yes. you originally had Brady or CMC, but then I pushed you and said, well, you say Tom Brady's going to decline. And so you said, right. okay, well, I yeah, if he does decline, then Christian McCaffrey. And I said, well, but you said Christian McCaffrey is going to be injured. And so you were like, yeah, but it depends, which is which is totally <laughs> fair. And I pushed you to say, like, what do you think is going to happen? So you ultimately, if you went both on the other two being correct, you said your backup was Alvin Kamara. Just for, not relevant, just for fun entertainment purposes of me pushing you to your predictions coming true. Um, <laughs> I was very firmly entrenched, not to anybody's surprise, that Brady would be the MVP of the division. We both agreed yep. on the X factor, though, Max. That was going to be Jameis Winston. Yep, and it, it really looked like it was going to be so similar with so many of these other X factors. It just kind of fizzled out because of injury or unfortunate play. Yep. And I guess in a way that is what an X factor does, you know? Exactly. As you say, they don't all go well. They don't all go well, and it is then telling about the division or the team depending on how that goes. Yes. All right, Max, you ready to move on? Let's hit it. All right, Max. Next, we head to the toughest, I believe, consensus, toughest division in football. We both selected... Oh, it's the it's the NFC West, by the way. I probably should have uh, said that. Um, <laughs> Max, we both agreed that the Rams were going to win that division. And it Let's did go. come true. Um, what was interesting is we also both agreed that it was going to be by one game over the second-place team, which also happened to be true. What was interesting yep. is I was firmly entrenched that the Cardinals would be that second-place team, and you had it as a tie, the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back, I, I would not have changed that prediction. I don't believe uh, I would have I think... either, unfortunately. Yeah. The, what, what happened? Like... Where were the Seahawks this season? Well, I mean, it's how many games did Russell Wilson miss with the finger? Yes, that is fair, and that definitely put a damper on their season. But how many teams has that happened with this season, and how many teams have still been successful? Well, Max, that is an interesting point, and that brings me actually to what I said following, or at some point when we were discussing the Seahawks roster and really breaking that down, Max. I said, and I did my best to take an exact quote, although I didn't stop and start every time to make sure. I said, <laughs> roughly, and I quote, the only reason the Seahawks aren't last is because I be- refuse to believe that a Russell Wilson-led team is going to be the worst in the division. Yep, yep. Max, we were hammering this Seahawks roster. But yep. because of Russell Wilson, we had enough confidence that it would, it would win. Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, yep. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, Russell Wilson is one of the biggest winners in the league. And you saw that in some games. You also didn't see it in other games that he started. Yep. Yep, so it was it was very 
very interesting. But that was our take. And then we both were not fans of the 49ers team, mostly just because of the quarterback play. I made that very, very clear that I thought this 49ers team very much so similarly resembled the 49ers Super Bowl winning team or Super Bowl um, appearing team. I don't know how you say that. No, when they were in the Super Bowl from two years prior. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, but it was the quarterback that was that was away. Um, into our biggest questions, Max. We said for the Rams, you asked, sorry, will Stafford fit and take it to the next level? How do you feel about the answer to that question so far? I feel like the answer is yes, 100% yes. There was actually there was an interesting statistic that uh, one of my roommates sent me. Um, let me see if I can find exactly what it was, but he found this algorithm that compared Matthew Stafford's 2021 season with other quarterback seasons, the most similar to it, Jared Goff in 2018. That's freaky. 90% similarity throughout all statistics. That's freaky. That I think shows... Sean McVay's consistency. I was going to say, yep. I was going to say, that's all coaching right there. And his ability to really take whoever he has and have them succeed. I would agree, Max. Our biggest questions following that were, for the Cardinals, um, we both focused on the defense. I said, are they going to be above average? You asked if if they're going to step up and perform. It's been a mixed bag so far. At times, they've been... I would say... Yeah, I would say they're average for that reason. It's just that their offense was so incredible. Exactly, and spot on with that. Speaking of which, uh, we actually didn't. We got the wins total correct as well. Um, you said that the Cardinals were going to be Cardinals and Seahawks would be tied at eleven with the Rams one game ahead. So well done on that front. Um, when it comes isn't, to this, isn't that crazy? Like I feel like a lot of these predictions were very accurate. It's kind of freaky. Um, I I did write down the game total for some of them, but I'm trying not to take too much time. So maybe you'll stay on after we finish recording, and I'll run you All through right. as much as I got down. Max, when I came to the Seahawks, you had two questions. Oh no, wait, that's my bad. I'm reading it wrong. Max, you were curious if Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll would be out at the end of this season. It hasn't been answered yet. We're a little too far. Do you still believe one of them is gone at the end of this year? Yeah, I definitely definitely do. And honestly, honestly, it could be be both. both. I I think think a lot of the people are, a lot of the fans, maybe even management are a little tired of Pete Carroll as their their coach. He's old. He's been doing it a while. He's clearly not as good as he used to be. Right. Uh, And Uh, Russell Wilson might want out as well for similar reasons. I agree. Yep. I asked if enough players were going to step up to fill in the holes. Well, there were just too many holes, so that doesn't matter. And then lastly, our biggest question was about the 40 or for the was for the 49ers Max. You asked how many to, how many games it will take for Trey Lance to come in and play. That was mostly yeah, a performance-based yeah. question. <laughs> it was it definitely was a performance-based question, question and it, it did, did not, not end up being a performance-based result. He did end up getting playing time pretty early on in the season, but really just to add some trickery into the offense. I was going to say, he was not a starter. He was he was a gadget. He was a gadget. Right. Um, Which I, I liked how they used him. I uh, did as well. They did a great job. Jimmy G did a great job this season. Really took the role as best as he could. Yep. It, with it. The other part about it is it's really good for a young quarterback, in my opinion, to get them in on limited reps just to start feeling the flow of an NFL game. Um, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. 
Couple other divisional highlights before we move on. Sorry, Max, I'm not trying to rush you, but I do want to get everything in. Um, Max, you were really worried about the offensive line of the Cardinals. Spot on. They had quite a few problems, mostly due to injuries. Um, But nevertheless, still an issue. We called the Rams by one game, like I said. We also called the emergence of Van Jefferson. We were concerned about the number three receiver on the Rams team and who that was going to be in their performance. Um, It was, at the time, Deshaun Jackson. Didn't really work like him, but we both said we were excited about Van Jefferson. Max, for the divisional MVP, no shocker as to who we picked here. You took your quarterback of the division, uh, Matthew Stafford, and I took mine, Kyler Murray. And I think you could make an argument on both. Oh, for sure. They both played really, really well this season. They led their teams through really tough stretches and through hard games and losing some games and then coming back and playing really well to sort of galvanize the troops. Exactly. That's a bad reference. Uh, But (laughs) they did what they needed to do. They took it to the next level. And yeah, they could easily be the MVP of this division. Exactly. Meanwhile, the X factor we had as you had as the Seahawks offensive line, um, I think that kind of became irrelevant, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. wrong, but I think the Seahawks were bad enough in other places that it couldn't be a true <laughs> exactly. divisional uh, X factor. Mine was the Cardinals yeah. defense, and then I kind of amended it to being Cliff Kingsbury coaching, which I think is, is was pretty relevant and will continue to be relevant throughout this postseason. It definitely will. All right, Max, you ready to move on? Let's do it. All right, Max. Next we have the AFC East. We had, going into the season, an agreement on the order here as well. We had the Bills at the top of the division. Then we both had the Dolphins. Then we both had the Patriots. And then both had the Jets, of course. Um, Max, you had the Jets at four wins, which we both agreed was on the high side. There's not much else to say about their season, in my opinion. Uh, your, my biggest no. question was Zach Wilson, and yours was, are the Jets fans excited or nervous for, at the end of this season? What do you think? I think, I think they're, they're excited. excited. I, think I think they're, they're definitely, definitely excited, excited, especially, especially Elijah, Elijah Moore played, played really well. well. Corey Davis was sort of a non-factor. Uh, Michael Carter emerged, and Zach, uh, Zach Wilson had moments. So, yeah, I think they're excited. All right. Realistically so. Realistically excited. Exactly. Now, Max, the next team we predicted is super interesting. We had the Patriots. You had them at six wins. I had them at seven. Just thinking about I was just off the caliber of their team. You actually looked at their roster. Well, what's interesting is when we were talking about it, it reminded me that preseason, their quarterback was Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I, I meant to bring this up before. I had no, no idea that Cam Newton would end up being a Panther again. Uh, we didn't know how much he's how much Mac Jones was going to be playing. Was this before he was named starter? Oh, yeah. Okay. We were both. So, yeah, I, it, was, it was the assumption at the time of this podcast was Cam Newton was starting. And it would right. be really interesting to see, I mean, it, you can't do it, but in an alternate universe, whether we would have had the same, same um, hesitancy. We both were very clear about the fact that we believe the Pats' defense would be um, absolutely elite. It was just a were, question about were. the offense, the lack of playmakers, the quarterback. And I still think a lot of those questions are true. By the way, we also nailed J.C. Jackson being a stud. just would like to highlight oh, yeah. that. Um, you were very high on Nelson Aguilar. I'm not sure he did anything this year. No, no, I was really disappointed in him this season. He was, he could have really been a huge target, but I think that's because the other receivers stepped up in a way that I was not expecting. 
after such a bad performance with Cam Newton. Well, Max, speaking of Mac Jones, your question for the Patriots was, how long does it take for Mac Jones to play? I said they wouldn't play him all season. Well, (laughs) (laughs) that didn't exactly come out true as they started him. But yeah, well, I hope I hope we get to this later. Uh, we'll see if we have time and if Josh included this in his plans. But one of my hot take uh, predictions at the time was that Mac Jones would end up being the best rookie quarterback out of this class. Interesting. I did not. I wouldn't call that a hot take anymore. No, not at oh, not at all. I don't think there's any question about that right now. Now, we'll see five years down the line, but as of now, it looks like you are spot on, Max. Next, we had the Dolphins. We both know I was higher on them than you were, and it was all based on the quarterback play. I was in love with the defense and Brian Flores, which touches on your point. The Brian Flores firing to me is unexplainable. There's something about being a good coach. I feel like time and time again, you're told a good coach is faced with adversity, he overcomes it, and he inspires his team to overcome it. They, That's exactly what Brian Flores did. Were they not 1-7 at one point in the season and ended up being on the cusp of the playoffs? Did they not win, what was it, seven or eight straight games? I don't understand. unheard of. The fact that he got fired is a atrocity to me. Um, but our, our really you know, debating factor about this team was to attack of Iloa. You asked if he's healthy, will he play all 17 games? I was concerned about the O-line. Well, I know the O-line statement tra- came true because they, I believe, had the worst ranked offensive line in football. Um, but I think your question about Tua is still really valid. I'm not sure what the Dolphins are going to do this offseason. Tua is is such such a big big question mark mark because because he's extremely extremely inconsistent inconsistent and yet yet so consistent at the the same time. time. Yes, He doesn't win games based off himself, but he plays plays well. His stats stats look good, good. but he just can't win for some reason. And I think it'll be really interesting and why I'm still on the train of you keep him at least for another year is I really want to see what can happen if they give him an offensive line that's semi-competent. He's not, the, he's not a gunslinger. He's not going to beat you with his arm strength. But his accuracy is, un, is almost unmatched in the league, frankly. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, really, it is, really is. You think you about think setting about him up, setting with, him up with, with what was supposed, what was supposed to be a consistent, be a consistent coach, coach who's starting who's his career his with career this yeah. team. Well, I mean, that's what you like. That's what you want to have. And it just, for whatever reason, management decided to move on. Yep. Last thought about the Dolphins. We highlighted the receivers they brought in this that season. Will Fuller, didn't hear his name at all, all year as well. Um, and Preston Williams was a guy who had played well last year. I didn't hear about either. So very interesting. Um, in fact, every time we heard about Will Fuller, it was in a negative tone. So. <laughs> exactly, Max. Let's move on to the division winner, um, which we got true, even though the win predicted, predictor was not correct. Max, we had the Bills at the top of this division. You were concerned about – your only question was, can they beat the Chiefs? I wanted to know about the run game, but that was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, their I run mean, game definitely, their run wasn't, game definitely wasn't <laughs> good this season. Good. It, it, it had flashes had with uh, Zach Moss. He was playing well for a little bit. And Singletary. He a healthy scratch at the end. And Singletary showed Singletary had like a 200-yard rushing performance. Or maybe not rushing, but 200-yard performance towards the end of the season. He had a few break games. Yeah, so. But yeah, it's still the question. 
Exactly. The only way for the Bills to make the Super Bowl is to beat the Chiefs, which is something that they have not been able to do. And we'll see if that comes true, Max. Our divisional MVP was Josh Allen going into the season. Do you think that's true? No, no, I'd put it at Mac Jones. Mac Jones took a team that was not supposed to make the playoffs and took them to the playoffs. Actually, I would. you could even argue Bill Belichick. In that I was going to say, I'm not sure it's Mac Jones. I would argue it's the Patriots' defense. That took them. Yeah. 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 Um, and our X Factor was Tua, which I, I don't think was wrong. Yeah. Well, we, we are definitely running high on time, so let's zoom through the rest of these divisions yep. so that we can get to the rest of our stuff. I agree. Let's do our best. Uh, Max, the NFC North, we had an interesting debate here. Um, we both had the Packers winning the game. Of course, we had a very huge focus on the Aaron Rodgers drama, which is, to me, no surprise at all. My biggest question was, how does that offseason drama impact the team? And your question, which we won't focus on at all, was if they don't make the Super Bowl, will Rodgers return? So that's an interesting question for after the postseason. Um, but Max, Rodgers and the Packers. It had no impact. <laughs> they got right back into it. They look great. They're the number one seed in the NFC. And I think they had consensus, as good of a season as they have. And I think consensus is they're the best team in football right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Agreed. All right, Max. You had in second place the Vikings. I had in second place the Bears. <laughs> we both were really excited about the Bears' defense. We thought it would be elite, and I thought it would be enough to carry them to being second place. Um, didn't really happen. No. No, it didn't. Uh, the Bears, Nagy. Coached terribly. Uh, there was issues really from the offseason of how he handled the quarterback situation. It dug into the team, and I am sure that all of my roommates from Chicago are laughing their asses off at Nagy that he's no longer with their team. I'm sure they are, Max. The Vikings, the biggest question mark with that was about health. We were really, I in particular was really concerned about the health of their playmaking stars, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. Yeah, and that really did end up affecting their team in such a negative manner. They were just unable to do it for another season. Such a disappointing end. Exactly. And then we had the Lions rounding up the division. You had them at six games, though. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I think if you take away their first five, six games and put them at the end of the season, they can hit six wins. They look like a completely different team. I would agree. They were surprisingly competitive, so I think in their book this was a successful season. But uh, they also lost a lot of really close games. Agreed. Speaking of, they should have beaten those Steelers, and then they wouldn't be in the playoffs. But that's for another day. Max um, X factor we had was for the division was injuries and Justin Fields. (laughs) You had you had you said Justin Fields was going to be in 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 like three games, no doubt. Right. Um, yep. Which I do think actually happened, but it was not good. I, I think it was four games. Yep. And then the MVP, we both agreed, was Rodgers. No shocker there. Uh, we do have two more divisions to go. Are you ready? Let's do it. AFC West, Max. We both agreed. Chiefs. Actually, no. This was a really contentious division. I lied. We both had the Chiefs at the top, of course. But I was really indecisive about the three teams following them, Max. Preseason. And we'll get to this later. We are not going to talk about it now, Max. I was... In, I was convinced spiritually that Justin Herbert was going to have a sophomore slump. So I did qualify that if the Chargers, or if Herbert performed like he did in his rookie year, anything similar to that, they would be.
be the second team, you were very convinced that they would or that he would continue his performance. So that makes question or makes sense to me. Um, following that, you had the Raiders winning nine games and the Broncos in the seven to eight game range. Yeah, and you look at that prediction and Chargers were really the only team that were off. I gave a lot more games to the Chiefs than I should have. Oh yeah. Looking back. Um, but Justin Herbert played incredibly. Yep. The rest of his team didn't follow. Yeah, I mean they were they continued to be the Chargers. Um, where I wrote it down, Max. My biggest question, and I nailed this, was about the coach and if they can close games. Didn't change. They had the same result. Yep. 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 Um, Max, the um. On to the Raiders because that was probably the biggest miss. Was they're a playoff team. Now, we do have them at nine games. I believe that's how many they won. Maybe they, they won, won 10. 10. They won 10. Yep. They won 10. So we were pretty close there, Max. We didn't. We went through the Raiders' roster of weapons. We didn't mention Hunter Renfro once. Wow. That um, is a huge miss. We said, I said that their entire roster sucks. You said that you're worried about their quarterback. Um, quite interesting takes right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those did not really go out so well. Derek Carr played really, really well. The whole team looked uh, just very inspired, really, after Gruden was fired. After Gruden, Ruggs, John Matt. I mean, they just, good for them. I don't like them, but good for them. Um, with the Broncos, we were pretty in agreement that the rest of their roster is strong, and it was the quarterback play that was going to decide their season. We weren't entirely wrong. We said Teddy Bridgewater would basically give them a 500 season. They were 7-10, and 10, so not quite. But they also didn't get Teddy Bridgewater the whole time. So we were pretty uh, cool on that. And um, that, was, that was about the questions that we had in that division, Max. Our MVP was Mahomes in that division. I'm not sure that was true. I, w- I would put it on Derek Carr. I-, I think I'd agree with you. Our X Factor was Drew Locke. Because going into the this point in the <laughs> thing, we had it was the Drew Locke Teddy Bridgewater de- uh, debate out of training camp, and uh, that was irrelevant. Any comments yes. before we get to the greatest division in football? Not actually. The greatest division, maybe greatest disappointment. Max, we both were in agreement in the order here. We had the Browns winning the division, followed by the Ravens, then the Steelers, and then the Bengals, and we both had no doubts that the Bengals would be the worst team in the division. We absolutely hammered the Jamar Chase pick. Questioned, you questioned their O-line, I questioned their defense, and they won the division. Yeah. Convincingly, frankly, at towards the end. They, they looked like they should have been a 13-14 win team. If they had uh, played as well throughout the whole season as they did at the end, they really could have been the first seed in the uh in the afc and exactly and i'll actually quote myself i said about the Bengals, this is absolutely a developmental season and not going to be a competitive one jamar chase is most likely offensive rookie of the year yeah we were so wrong everybody was wrong about that one yes nobody really wanted them to take jamar over panay sewell they have uh the best young core in the nfl Yep, and it really looks like they'll be the best in the division for the most. Unfortunately, uh, well, you can't forget yeah. about Lamar's health, which was your biggest question surrounding the Ravens. 
Um, we did acknowledge we were both being homers when we picked the Browns to do it to win the division, but regardless, we finished last, so we were wrong. Josh, I have a believe the hype from that episode to share. Okay. Baker does not need to be a top ten quarterback for the Browns to win the division. Well, he did. He did need to be. He did. <laughs> Our defense looked amazing at times. Baker was the missing link. Yep, and uh, I'm sure we'll get to that at some point, Max. But um, I wish we could dive a little. We bit can more. do a whole episode just talking about the Browns season. We don't need to get into that. Ain't ain't that the truth? Max, I wish we had more time to dive into these divisions. Do you have any last comments you want to say before we move on to what could be the more interesting part of our debate? Uh, let's move on. All right, good, because we took 50 minutes to do that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Max, we gave our quarterback. Josh, rankings. we're excited. We haven't it's done a great this in a while. Oh, my God. We're everybody's not used to it. No, don't worry. Everyone's going to love this. This is nothing given it's how a super and exciting we are. It is an NFL exactly. super episode. That's what we're going to title it. Um, I know your mom will be so happy to listen to us talk for an hour again. Honestly, she will be. She'll be like, oh, my God, I have my entire work week, my entire work week's (laughs) worth of driving to and from the office covered. She's going to be thrilled. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Max, preseason, we gave our quarterback rankings going into the season. Looking back, they're quite interesting. Some of it's exciting. Some of it makes me sad. (laughs) Um, we both get a pass on at least one quarterback in that um, Deshaun Watson was on both of our lists. Um, we did, I believe, qualify. I didn't really listen to this podcast. I do believe we qualified that it was if he was able to play, so we're fine. Um, but it, it was an interesting interesting list to look back at. I'm sure it was. I would like you to say our list, and then I also have the pro football focus preseason top 10 pulled up. All right, Max. Our top. Well, I'll just do the top ten. I did write. I wrote down fourteen at the time for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> my top ten was Patrick Mahomes, followed by Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, and I'll get. I'll say Justin Herbert because he was one outside of the tenth, and we had Deshaun Watson. So, Max, preseason you had. Mahomes topping the list, followed by Rodgers, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and Kyler Murray. And PFF list, they had Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, Wilson, Allen, Dak, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. Oh, I remember Yikes. we talked about this because it was a horrible list. We, you asked Yikes. me once on a Believe the Hyper Psych about this list, and I went off. I did. Um, I did. It was it was awesome, Max. How do you want to How do you want to go over this? You want to go top to bottom? I think that might be the easiest. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Max. We both had Mahomes at the top of our list going into the season. Where does he rest at the end of the season for you? I have him at my number four. Okay. Okay. I've got him six. It'll be interesting to see where we go. I think. I may have been a bit recent bias, um, but I think what's interesting about Mahomes for me is that, and I guess maybe this is going to make me feel like I should edit my list, I think he's gotten better by doing less. Yes. The start of the season, it was really atrocious, some of the throws that he was making because he could do it in the past. Yeah. 
and he just did not look like the magician that he used to. Exactly, and part of that thing was that NFL defenses were completely deciding to give away the run run defense. They were playing two high safeties on nearly every... They The Chiefs saw the most um, defensive um, formations with two high safeties out of any team in the league by a mile because the teams were determined to take away the deep ball and make him play slow. And it took him six or eight games to really allow himself just to play slower, and they went back to being one of the best teams in football. And not only that, it took the Chiefs six or eight games to recognize the fact that they could run the ball, that they have confident running backs, and I think that was really the game changer. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I would probably, if we're just saying, I don't know. It's interesting because I think I did mine as best season. Not as best quarterbacks. Um, so I've got him at six, and I'll keep him there because I think it was about who had the best 2021 season. All right, Max. Um, next, I had Russell Wilson. You had Aaron Rodgers. Um, Rodgers. Wilson didn't make it. <laughs> Wilson didn't make your list. Uh, Wilson also did not make my list. He was on the cusp towards the end. And Rodgers is number one for me, no question. I would say my third quarterback was Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you've got him number one at the end? Josh, that's atrocious. What? How can you have Rodgers at three? Rodgers is the MVP. No, 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 no. I had Rodgers three in my preseason. Oh. oh. No, I have Rodgers two in my postseason. <laughs> you can never put him one. Nope. Well, Josh, I, think I, I, have think a I think it would be better... I have a legitimate case. If we just go through our list. What'd you say? I think it would be better if we just go through our list. Of postseason? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You go. I'll go. (laughs) Okay, wait. Okay, wait. Let's do this differently. I'm going to ask you. Max, your top two quarterbacks, is it not Brady and Rodgers? It is. Okay, great. Who do you have after this? Because this is where the debate starts. This is where the debate starts. I have Herbert right after. I also have Herbert right after. That is intriguing. Okay? I, and then after that, I have Mahomes. Who do you have number four? I've got Joe Burrow at number four. I was thinking about that. I have uh, Burrow a little bit after. He's a tough one. He had a slow start, but, I mean, his end was really, really impressive. And I believe so, yeah, if you look I, I at the full season the, stats, they'll also support him being up that high. Yeah, I think QBR, he's pretty low, and I think that's really what influenced me. Okay. Um, but uh, my quarterbacks my five to eight, five to seven are pretty interchangeable in my mind, so that doesn't bother me. Okay, you got I've got Burrow four, you have Mahomes four. Max, who do you have five? I've got Stafford. So glad that he played out. You have him five though. I got a little hate from that from my roommates as well, but yes, I have him five. Good, because you're wrong. <laughs> I've got him eight. I've got Stafford. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to be higher on Stafford than everybody else. Uh, I don't have the... I do. He has the fourth highest QBR, um, which is really, in my mind, the one of the best ways. He has the sixth highest EPA. Uh, these are all advanced statistics, so EPA is expected points added. I don't know. It's really just a judgment call. There's never... Fair enough. Okay, who the do you got six? Oh, wait, I have uh, fifth. Sixth, sorry, wait, fifth, I had Josh Allen. I have Josh Allen six. Okay, 
So just to recap, four through six, I've got Burrow, Allen, Mahomes. You've got Mahomes, Stafford, Allen. Yeah, so pretty close. And then number seven, I've got Burrow. Okay, you've got Burrow number seven. Max, number seven, I've got Kyler Murray. Okay. Uh, number eight, I've got Mr. Dak. Yeah, I just, I just don't agree. He, he's my nine. <laughs> my eight, my eight is Stafford. I think Dak was way too inconsistent. Um, way, way too inconsistent. Yeah, I can see that for sure. He was definitely very inconsistent. He had extremely high highs and then really mediocre and average lows. Exactly, and I can't, I can't bump him, bump him high just because of that. Yeah, number nine, I have Kyler. Kyler sat out a lot of the season. Three games. Uh, because of injury. Three games? Okay. Um, but there are also games where he struggled. Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely. Really Look, this was... It's the current encapsulation of the Cardinals, and they need to shake it. They start out so, so well, and they fade off. And it was yep. so blatantly obvious, and a lot of that was about injuries, and I still think a lot of that is coaching. They were the best team in football and undefeated through, I believe it was almost 10 games. Was, yeah, week 9 or 10, something like that. I, yeah, they might have been 8-0 before they lost to the Packers in overtime on a, frankly, one they shouldn't have. A.J. Green decided not to turn his head around to catch a touchdown, and instead it got picked off. Um, kind of inexplicable. And in that same game, Kyler got hurt, and after that they weren't the same between injuries to the offensive line, DeAndre Hopkins, the running back room, Kyler. It just never had, it never clicked again in the second half. So it, it's just interesting, and I believe... I'm definitely a little biased towards Kyler, so that's part of it. But I also do believe that so much of the injuries were impossible to take away from the success of Kyler this season. Because in a lot of ways, I believe he's continued to propel his team's performance, even though it's been worse than it was in the first half. Yeah, I can definitely see that. All right, and then who uh, do you have right now? My list at number 10, I've got Derek Carr. Okay, fair. I have... Ryan Tannehill. Okay, he's my number 11. Yep, I've got Carr at 11. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty close. We have a little bit of difference. Um, I am very QBR, EPA, advanced statistic focused, whereas I feel like you're more like feel of the team. Yes. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. I think overall. But definitely very different from the preseason predictions. Extremely. Uh, we both had Baker Mayfield in our top 10. And Deshaun Watson, although Deshaun Watson gets a pass for being a horrible human being. Um, Baker just don't want to talk about him right now, so we won't. Um, who else was in it that wasn't? Russell Wilson we both had, um, and he was not anywhere close. Max, you were much better. You had him at six. I had him at two. Yeah. I was, I was confident that he was going to repeat the first half of last year and continue it. You thought his second half of last year was more telling about who he was going forward. Yeah. Very, very disappointing season. I hope that the Browns trade for him, but we can talk about that another episode. Absolutely. I think um, big takeaways here. We are very much in agreement on the top three. Orders only barely mixed up. Uh, I've got Brady over Rodgers. You've got Rodgers over Brady. We could debate that, but we're not going to do that right now because it would get too intense and my parents are probably trying to fall asleep right now. Um, and we've got most of the names then middling in from four 
through uh, four to six. We've got two of the same names in Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, albeit in different orders. You've got Burrow at seven. I've got him at or, yeah seven. I've got him at four. Um, and the rest of the list is kind of hodgepodge in between. So it'll be interesting. Maybe we'll do a deep dive following postseason. Maybe we feel a bit different. I'm not sure. Um, but we'll we'll continue to talk about that for sure. Yeah. All right. Big takeaways from this episode, Josh. We are surprisingly good at making predictions. I was going to say that. Like, we're not half bad. No, we really aren't. Good as us. I agree. All right, Max, let's end the, this podcast on our playoff predictions for the first round, and we'll do a Super Bowl winner. Or Super Super Bowl matchup and winner. How about that? Alright, sounds good. Because that's basically the same got... thing, and it'll take another three seconds, and we're trying not to make this go that much longer. <laughs> Two first games on Saturday. We got Las Vegas Raiders versus the Bengals. I have the Raiders winning this one purely out of heart. I think the Bengals outplay them, but the Raiders outheart them. You've got... I Nope, I've got... You've got Las Vegas. I've got Cincinnati. I just continue to believe in this momentum. I, I truly believe that Joe Burrow's pocket presence is unmatched. And the biggest question mark for me in this game will be um, how dominant are Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby? Because you saw it in Week 17 versus the Chargers. They have the ability to literally wreck the game. That being said, I think... The and you saw it the whole season that Joe Burrow will consistently get hit and yep. get wrecked. And be okay. So, yeah, I, I, I believe that they will um, be okay. All right, well, starting the predictions off right, got to go opposite. Uh, second Saturday night game, we got New England-Buffalo. I got Buffalo. Max, you got Buffalo. I'm also going to take Buffalo. That being said, it is supposed to be obscenely cold in Buffalo when the game happens. I wouldn't be completely shocked if it's a, if it's a similar game to that um, earlier game in the season where Max Jones threw the ball three times. I would love to see them in the playoff. That would be a legendary game. One for the books for and sure. Bill Sunday we got cry of happiness if that happens. <laughs> Philadelphia, um, Tampa Bay. But I'm with Tampa you. I got Bay, no Buffalo. Question. Sorry. <laughs> the next game Sunday, I've got Tampa Bay over Philly. Yeah, no question. And moving on to San Francisco, Dallas. Dallas for me, easy. Um... Less easy for me. Um, I do believe in the heart of this 49ers team. I think they're well coached. I think they are deep. I think the defense is good and the running game is strong. And if they're allowed to run on that, it could be a very interesting game. That being said, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with you. I think the Cowboys are gonna put up enough points where the where the Niners are forced to put the ball into their quarterback's hand and depend on them, their quarterback, to lead them to success. And I don't think that's gonna happen. The final game on Sunday. <laughs> His own players are not believing in it. Mike Tomlin will have a hard one to win here. I've never seen anybody as brutally honest as Ben Roethlisberger in that situation. He literally said, we're not going to win, let's just have fun. Sorry, he said, we're not supposed to win, let's just have fun. Yeah. I'm going to, I hate him. Not hate. Yeah, actually pretty much. So I'm not going to actually defend him. But there is a chance he's just trying to get his team to loosen up because they're putting too much pressure on their shoulders, and that's what that's about. But that's a pretty bad way of going about leading your team, in my opinion. Yep, yep. Chiefs win this one. Yeah, no uh, question to me. 
Monday night, Arizona Rams. This has the potential to be the best game of the playoffs in general. I have a, I have I'm a crazy really guess as to where we're each going to go on this one. I'm really disappointed that this is the first round matchup because I would love to see this be the conference championship. You know, you know particularly why I'm disappointed that it's first round. Why? DeAndre Hopkins will not be back. Yeah. yeah. That's massive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it is, is a game, game changer. changer. I have the Rams. I'm going to I'm going to choose to believe and say the Cardinals. I will not be shocked if if the Rams pull it off though. I, I mean, not it's pull a battle it off. of our quarterbacks. I I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a fabulous game. Um it's going to be about the Cardinals defense. It's going to be about their playmakers since DeAndre Hopkins is not in are they healthy? I'm not sure. And then it's going to be which Stafford performs, frankly. Like, is it going to be the you Stafford the from the first Stafford, half? Or you get the three touchdown. Exactly. Yeah. All right, give me your Super Bowl matchup and we can end this episode. Max, you know, my favorite thing about this um, football season is that I could legitimately see most of the teams on both sides going to and winning the Super Bowl. In fact, I would say... Save the Eagles and the, Eagles and the Steelers. Yes, except yes. for the Eagles except and the Steelers, the I could see any team making a push. I can't really see. I think I can't see six or seven in either um, conference. Okay, but other than that, yeah. Um, real quick before I give you my take, I, I really think had the Colts and Chargers, who were supposed to be in the playoffs based on what was going happening going into Week 17, um, had they both made the playoffs, I would have actually said that. I would have believed that every team in the AFC could have won the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Which is really interesting. Max, I can't pick. I'm, I'm struggling. I am going to go with my man Tom Brady. Is I can't bet against him. He's going to go into the Super Bowl, and he's going to end up playing the Tennessee Titans. This is going to be Vrabel playing Brady. Yep. Yeah, and I think, think that would be a cool matchup. matchup. There's, There's one, one matchup that would probably bring in the most headlines. headlines. Uh, Let me guess. Of the Super Bowl. I'm not going to guess. I already know. Josh, I think it's going to be Tampa Bay, New, New England. Is that what you think is going to happen? I believe that the football gods are willing it right now. You saw it almost happen that they willed a tie. It almost happened. Josh, these playoffs will be driven by the headlines. The money will come in. And it will be one of the biggest Super Bowls, if not the biggest Super Bowl in history. So you're saying New England, Ta- Jones, New England, Tampa Bay? New England, Tampa Bay. Wow, I did not see that coming. All right, this is after my prediction that Buffalo will win. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, but that's okay. It's what it's the it's the Super Bowl that I want to see. The Super Bowl that I think I'll see, I'll go with uh, Packers Bills. Yeah, wait. Can we? Oh, that's the one you want to see. I'll give you a different answer then for me. You think Packers Bills? Packers Bills will happen. I want to see Tampa Bay. New All right. Um, I want to see Tampa Bay Arizona. Um, that's not possible. That's not possible. Hold up. I, I want to see Tampa Bay Cincinnati. Um, I just like Joe Burrow a lot even though he's in our division I'd like he's awesome yeah um all right Max if I'm gonna take Tampa Bay being the Super Bowl champion 
in both because I will not bet against Tom Brady until he retires, um, which is kind of boring, but I, I just can't. Um, Max, if New England-Tampa Bay is the Super Bowl matchup, who wins that game? New England. Wow. You think Mac Jones in his rookie season is going to win the Super Bowl? Or is that what you want to see? No, I think that's what will happen. Okay. Josh, tell me. Except you said that, that what you actually think is that Green Bay versus Buffalo is going to win. Or play. Right, right. Okay. But in that situation, I think that would actually happen. Okay. And if Green Bay plays Buffalo in the Super Bowl, who wins? Green Bay will win that. Okay. And you think that Green Bay is going to be the Super Bowl champion? Correct. Okay. Were you about to say something before I cut you off a minute ago? Yeah. I, I just. Who else won a Super Bowl in their rookie year? Tom Brady. It was his second year. Yeah. Oh, then a cool point. Yeah, no, it would be awesome if that was exactly how it had gone down. But no, um, I actually was reading. If you want to borrow it, I was reading this really interesting book detailing Brady and Belichick's like history together up through like 2016 because that's when I bought the book. It is. It's so interesting and cool to read it from the perspective of someone who like lived it. Basically, it was a Boston Globe reporter basically for that whole time or roughly. I mean, it is crazy to think and read from what people had said and, you know, what current people were feeling at the time. People forget that, like, the Patriots were bad. And they were the underdog, and America loved them when they first won. And now America hates them. <laughs> and has hated them for the past 10 years now. Almost 15. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's, it's just crazy. It's consistently. It what? It happens well, Josh, when Josh, this you win? has been an absolute pleasure. Yes, it has. Really excited to get back into it. Hopefully, we can get somewhat of a consistent recording schedule maybe, down. Maybe we'll do like once every two weeks or something. Yeah. We got some exciting times now, so we'll see if we get. Well, uh, we'll have to at least do a mini episode each week to detail our playoff um, feelings and predictions. Perfect. All right. I can agree to that. All right, let's do it then. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining the Factory Sadness Podcast. Max will send you off with a few wise words of wisdom. A few wise words of wisdom. Wow, I have not had to do this in a while. Well, Josh, life is short. Your nose is long. Ouch. And seeing your face always makes me happy.